is something that's a little bit specific to schools. And I think the reason is because a lot of the independent schools that I'm working with are very long established organisations. There is a huge amount of knowledge both internally and within the school and within the whole sector about how to run an excellent school. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How do we do that on a day-to-day basis? Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliette Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode where we're looking at another one of the frequently asked questions that I hear all the time as I'm working with schools on their strategy. And this time we're thinking about the question, how can we make time for strategy when our days are so busy? Now this question takes different forms depending on the the conversation that I'm having, but it comes up really, really frequently because people are feeling incredibly busy. School leaders have such a busy job on their hands just running their school in the day-to-day that it feels like there's limited time, if any time, to really think ahead about strategic planning and thinking about what you want to be in a strategic plan. And the result of that is that people sort of think of strategic plans as a necessary evil, something that they know they need to have because their governors are telling them they need one. They kind of know on a surface level that it's a good thing to do but deep down they're thinking oh my goodness this is just another thing on my plate and what I want to do this episode is to give you a sense of why actually we can completely flip this thinking strategy and having a clear strategy in a written form in a strategic plan allows you to streamline your day-to-day work so that you're able to focus in on the things that are going to have the biggest difference for your school in the medium and long term. And although I cannot promise it's going to make your day-to-days blissfully easy, we know there will always be emergency fires to be fighting on a day-to-day basis. What it should do is once you've embedded the idea of, as a school, we are focusing on those strategically important priorities that are in our strategic plan, and that's where we're focusing in our efforts. Generally speaking, over time, it does enable leaders to feel less stretched, to feel less um, like they're working kind of in a scattergun kind of way and make them feel that they're focusing in on the things that are going to matter. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Before we dive into the detail, I wanted to let you know about a free resource I've created to help you prepare your school for the coming economic impact of the invasion of Ukraine. It's a checklist of things you need to think about and take action on now, and it's designed to prompt strategic conversations around the issues that actually matter. You can download your free copy at www.consultjuliet.com 
www.ecofactor.co.uk slash checklist. Okay, now let's continue with this week's episode. So as a school strategist, I find it really interesting just to think briefly about why I hear this question so frequently. It's interesting when I talk to people who are working on strategy in other sectors, it's not necessarily something that comes up that frequently for them. So it is something that's a little bit specific to schools. And I think the reason is because a lot of the independent schools that I'm working with are very long established organisations. There is a huge amount of knowledge both internally and within the school and within the whole sector about how to run an excellent school. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How do we do that on a day-to-day basis? And as school leaders generally are educational professionals in their own right as well, there's a sense that they know how to do the day job. There's a sense that we know how to be a good school. You know, we don't need a strategy to tell us. We just feel our way through our instincts on a day-to-day basis. And then what that means is that then strategy feels like an add-on. It feels like a kind of an extra thing that you need to bolt onto the side of your day-to-day work. And then it starts to feel like it's additional work. It's an additional weight on your shoulders to feel that as well as running a school on a day-to-day basis, now you've got a strategic plan to deliver as well. Interestingly, we don't see that all the time in other sectors. And I think the reason for that is that in a school, we never question, should we continue to be a school? I've never had any governing body or senior leadership team kind of say, well, maybe we shouldn't be a school anymore. Maybe we should be a travel agency or something. It just doesn't even come across our thinking. And quite rightly, we have the expertise as a school and therefore we know we're going to continue to be a school And so strategy is about making it an excellent school. But because we're not stripping the strategy back right to its fundamentals of what are we here to achieve, I think that means that it feels like strategy doesn't go right to the heart of what we do. The heart of what we do is a passion for education. And so strategy can sometimes feel like it's just this extra job to do. And I would like to invite you to completely reverse the way you're thinking about this. Strategy is all about thinking about how you're going to approach your day-to-day work as a school community to make it more effective, to overcome the challenges you face so that you can reach your long-term goals. So yes, when you start to think about strategy, you're thinking big picture, long-term vision, five years, maybe even a generational impact on the world. This is big picture blue sky thinking. In actual fact, this all cascades down into everything that you do on a day-to-day basis. And when you really take that to heart, that original question of how can we make time for strategy when our days are so busy seem a little bit redundant. We don't need to ask that question because In actual fact, if we can get the strategy off the ground, and admittedly that is hard to make time for, but if we can do that strategic thinking originally in the first place, then our days will become less busy, we'll be more focused as a community on what really matters. And the strategy isn't an add-on, it is a way that it directs your day-to-day work. So to make this a little bit clearer, I'm going to run through a couple of examples. Now, these are completely anonymised, but completely true examples of situations and conversations that I've had recently with clients. 
And these two examples give a sense of how this can play out in a school environment. So in the first example I want to give you, this is an independent school on a strategy away day. And I came in kind of part way through, about halfway through the school strategy development process. So they'd already done a fair amount of thinking themselves about what they wanted to, to, to put into their strategic plan. They also came to the day having done separately in a separate stream of work, if you like, some thinking into how they wanted to make changes to the way that their departmental planning process happens. And simultaneously alongside that, the way that they're using KPIs, so key performance indicators, to guide um, the departmental planning process and the way they were reporting through to governors and so on. And when I started working with them, planning this away day with them, it was very much in their thinking that this was two separate streams of work. In actual fact, they were talking to me about the strategy development and this separate stream of work with regards to the departmental planning process sort of just emerged in conversation. And what we did in the planning for the away day and on the actual day with the senior leadership team was help them to understand that actually this isn't two separate streams of work. This isn't one meeting where we think about the strategic plan and then another meeting where we think about your departmental planning process. This is all part of one stream of work that we're looking at, one project that we're looking at together. And when we think about it that way, the solution is that it all flows down from the strategy. So they were feeling like they'd been told you need a strategic plan, you know, their previous five-year plan was coming to an end, they needed another strategic plan, but it felt like this was on top of everything they were trying to achieve in the day-to-day, and they they felt swamped. In fact, I think someone used that, that word in the session, we feel swamped by trying to do all these things simultaneously. So the solution was, we absolutely needed to start with the strategy. So they had a a kind of a blue sky thinking thought piece kind of paper around the themes they wanted to be working on in the next five years for their strategy. So we absolutely started there. We put that on the table. We kind of interrogated it, looked at what it means for the school, um, thought about how we can involve staff, pupils, parents in developing these ideas a little bit further. And then, and only when we'd we'd had a plan in place for engagement, how are we going to get staff involved in that, did we then turn to the departmental planning and said, okay, now we've got this high-level vision for what you're trying to achieve as the school and the themes that you're going to be focusing on. How does that trickle down into your plans for your departmental planning? And we looked at each of the different themes that they'd identified and thought specifically how those map onto the way that the departments are doing their annual planning process alongside the KPIs and the metrics and so on and the way they were reporting through to governors. And at the end of that day, as I always do at the end of my away days, I ask for, for reflections. You know, how, what do you think? What will surprise you about the day? How do, you, how do you feel now as opposed to at the beginning of the day together? And they said, we are incredibly relieved. There was a real sense. They all kind of echoed the same word, relief. We feel incredibly relieved to now understand that this is all one project that flows from the strategy all the way down into the day-to-day work that we're doing. And as a result of that, we now know we need to make time for this strategy development process because it's going to make our day-to-day work less busy once we get it implemented and get people understanding what we're, we're trying to achieve here. So there was really interesting kind of 
um, transition from from an assumption at the beginning that this strategy was separate from their day-to-day work and how could we possibly make time for strategy when our day-to-day work is so busy through at the end of the day to a massive realisation this is all one thing and a real sense of palpable relief in that room. They went out smiling, I have to say, that day. The second example I want to give is where I was working with a head of an independent school, kind of one-to-one in this in this situation. And we were working together on a variety of strategic projects that they were leading within their independent school. And they had inherited an annual objectives kind of pro forma where they needed to complete each year, as many heads do, for the governors um, and agree with the governors what their annual objectives were. And this particular one also had a percentages of time, which, for how much time the head would be allocating to each of the projects on that pro forma. And what was really interesting when we were looking at it together, the first instinct from the head was, this is way too much. Like, I can't, I can't do all this and do it well and do all the other kind of firefighting things that come across my desk. But this is what the governors are expecting. How, how do we manage these expectations? What do we go? Where do we go next? And as I was looking at the draft version of these annual objectives, the first thing that immediately jumped out to me, it was so obvious to me, was that one section of this said deliver the strategic plan. I mean, it was slightly more wordy than that, but it basically, there was kind of 20% of their time allocated to deliver the strategic plan. And then everything else around it was to do with leadership objectives and, and other kind of supplementary things, which were elements which had been outside of their strategic plan. And the immediate question that I asked to that head was, why is that? Is that a, a conscious decision or is that just something that's happened and it turned out that they had a couple of years previously inherited this from the previous occupant of the role and they thought that it would probably be added in that way the first time that the school had had a strategic plan you know a number of years beforehand and it was really obvious to us immediately as I asked that question that isn't the way to do it one of the reasons that they were finding there was too much on their plate was what should happen is that your head's objective should all be about delivering the strategic plan. There should be nothing in the head's objectives which are not directly cascading down from the strategic plan. And so once you have a kind of a headline at the top of the document that all of these objectives are enabling the school to deliver its strategic plan, then it's fairly obvious that each of the detailed objectives and a percentage amount of time that's allocated to each, for example, should then be the key objectives that emerge from that strategic plan that need to happen in this year, which require leadership from the very top, which require the head to be directly involved in leading or or even delivering specifically on that objective. And then it seems really obvious that, that actually those key objectives that are listed, you should be able to track those back precisely to where they sit in your strategic plan. So the head's objectives flow down, cascade down from the strategic plan. So the way he had been thinking was, I've got to make time for this kind of 20% of my my objectives, which is deliver the strategic plan. And I've got to do all of these other day job elements, which are kind of outside of the strategic plan. So how can I make time for strategy when my day is so busy with all these other objectives? And the answer is, all of that should cascade down from your strategy. So yes, there are day-to-day kind of admin things that even heads have to do, and that's fine. They're not going to be listed in your strategic plan, 
but they should be delivering on part of your strategy. And if they don't, it begs the question, why are you doing it if it's not delivering on your strategy? So that's two examples to, to kind of bring it to life for you, really true examples that I've, I've come across in recent months. And I think that the final lesson that I want you to take away from this, this conversation is business as usual, that day-to-day work is an inherent part of your strategy. And if your school's kind of running really well, if the status quo, if that was to repeat, be repeated for the next five years, that would be fine. Everything would be going well. You're already heading in the right direction. In actual fact, your strategy may just look like a description of what you're currently doing, and that's fine. It's codifying it, it's bringing it focus, it's communicating it to others, but it may not be a massive departure from actually what your school is doing in the day to day. Alternatively, if you know that your kind of status quo, the way things are going now is not how it's gonna need to be in the years ahead, if there's a big challenge that you need to face, some big culture changes you want to make, some positioning in the marketplace you need to change or some some income diversification that you need to look at. If there are big changes that you want to make to your school, then it's more likely that your strategy will look a little bit different from your current day-to-day life as a school and it will guide you as to how you want to change and drive change in your school. And that's where the strategic projects that are embedded within your strategy need to be designed specifically to drive those changes that you're seeking to make over coming years. And in that sense, your strategy will look quite different potentially from what you're currently doing day to day, but it will be describing your new day to day as you deliver that strategy over the coming years. So hopefully that's helpful. Hopefully it's it demystified some of these connections between strategic plans and day-to-day work. And although it is hard to make time for strategy development and strategic thinking, I do understand that it is absolutely worth it because when you have a strategy embedded in your school and you know what you're focusing on as a community, it makes your days less busy over time and more focused and more um, effective as a result as well. So it's absolutely worth taking the time to do the strategic thinking, do the strategic planning, get that plan in place and then start implementing it. As always, I love hearing your feedback. And if you need any help or you want some help for your school to develop your strategic plan and to think around what's holding you back in making sure that your strategic plan is being delivered fully on the ground, then just get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. So that's it from me. Have a strategic week. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Independent School Podcast, the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast. <laughs>